Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of My Great Unedna. You'll hear from Ed Brinson, General Manager of American Airlines, on how he equates accountability with caring. Enough said. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show of My Great Aunt Edna, the leadership show that talks about excellence, doing things the right way, no shortcuts and accountability. And today I have a very special guest, uh, happens to be a friend of mine that I've known for 23 years, but an exemplary leader. Um, I've seen him progress over the time, um, and I know he's going to have some nuggets of wisdom for you leaders out there and you aspiring leaders. Um, so I want to introduce Mr. Ed Brinson. Um, Ed, you know, has been in leadership for such a long time. You know, he's a Marine. I mess with him all the time about that because, you know, I'm former Army, HUA, but, you know, as a Marine, you know, they have some uh, great examples of leadership as well, and I'm sure he'll share a little bit. But, you know, Ed is currently a general manager of American Airlines of the Destin, Florida location, which happens to be one of the most sought after vacation spots in the world. So you can just imagine how busy that airport is. I've actually seen him in action. Um, you know, he's done a great job, you know, for them, has worked in Charlotte, North Carolina as well. But I don't want to tell his full story. Um, so what we're going to do today is I'm going to turn it over to Ed, let him tell a little bit about himself, and then we'll get into some leadership questions that I'm sure you guys will learn from. So, um, Ed, take it away, sir. Hey, thanks a lot, Mac. And I'm not one that likes to talk about myself, so I'll make this very, very brief. Uh, started, as you said, I was in the Marine Corps for a uh, number of years. Hoorah. Nahua, <laughs> and uh, started with uh, American Airlines back in 2002, not long after the towers went down. And I've uh, been with American for 20, going on 21 years now. So I uh, started out in Charlotte, where worked with uh, several thousand employees and uh, decided to take a different role down here in the uh, Destin area that you mentioned. Uh, running a station down here. So uh, it's been a been a great journey. I've enjoyed it. Learned a lot over the years with uh, leadership. I'm excited to talk to you today with Aunt Edna and uh, what you have going on with that platform and sharing your wisdom. So uh, look forward to this interview. Well, thank you, sir. So, you know, we'll jump right into the questions. And so you know, again, I know you personally, and I know that you have a caring heart. That's just, you know, who you are. Um, and, and leadership today, you know, being a caring leader is extremely important. Um, but also, I know you have other priorities that you have to be cognizant of as a leader, especially if such, you know, a large organization, such, something as important as, you know, running an airline. But, you know, as a leader, how do you actually care or show care for your employees, but at the same time, making sure that you're cognizant of everything else that you need to be aware of? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And during my 20-year career with the uh, with the world's largest airline, I found caring for employees is, is absolutely critical in order to survive and succeed as a leader. You know, we all work in the uh, people business. Our capitalistic society is driven by a product of service and trading those commodities for currency in order for those commodities to be made or created or sold and purchased. We utilize human resources to get the job done. People are the central piece of the entire economic system. So, you know, we produce, move and consume products or services as 
normal parts of our you know daily lives. Uh, keeping this in mind, caring for my team is absolutely critical in order to get anything done. You know, I can't run a very busy airline operation or achieve aggressive goals myself. It takes a team of people to get the job done safely and on time. So. No, that's good. And I love the way you started out, you know, where we're in the people business, because sometimes, you know, that can get confused with, you know, everything else that we're doing. But, you know, in an organization like you, you know, that you run, um, you know, without people, nothing happens. Like we're not getting on planes and I'm not taking that next trip for a speaking engagement. So, um, you know, I love that fact about you. But I got another question for you. Again, it's around caring. But have you ever had a leader um, that's a little bit higher up in the hierarchy that has actually questioned you? or, you know, challenged you about your priority of caring for your employees over something else? You know, I've, I've never had a leader higher than me uh, question that. But, you know, throughout my tenure with the airline, I've worked alongside many members of management who didn't necessarily agree or or understood why I go the extra mile to do the right thing, uh, you know, by caring for employees. You know, you speak on this in some of your writings with on Edna. You know, the focus was all about performance output to make themselves look good at the expense of others. Uh, with individuals I'm I'm referring to, right. uh, they viewed people as a necessary evil to get the job done. You know, many of those personalities are no longer with the company. Uh, I've practiced the Zig Ziglar uh, methodology of leadership. If you help others succeed, you will inevitably uh, succeed yourself. So, and you help, you know, you help them succeed by caring enough to you know, explain company and uh, your expectations, ensure they are trained effectively, ensure they have the proper tools to do their jobs efficiently and support them as needed, letting them know that you're always available and you have an open door policy. Okay, that's good, sir. So, no, I appreciate that answer. So, you know, you, you mentioned my great aunt Edna, and of course, that's what the show is about. And, you know, great aunt Edna always speaks about accountability. And, you know, again, in an environment that you're in, uh, because it's it's so important. I mean, everything, safety and timeliness. And um, I mean, you have some serious critical things you have to be aware of as a leader. But, you know, and knowing that you're caring for your employees, but how do you still in instill that environment of accountability to make sure that everything gets done when it needs to happen? Uh, another great question. You know, accountability, in my opinion, is the is the pinnacle of caring. Uh, nobody I've seen in 20 years uh, coming into a new position with, you know, within our industry and, uh, you know, probably in any in industry, are 100 percent client with all uh, compliant with all rules, regulations, mandates, company policies and procedures, you know, et cetera. You know, I show, uh, I show employees and frontline leaders I care by, by holding them accountable, you know, teaching, coaching, correcting, you know, to help them be better at what they do by understanding the policy, following them, you know, being dependable, uh, completing their task on time and safely, explaining the why. I think the why is, is very important from an accountability standpoint. You know, along with the the way that uh, uh, the how as well. I'm sorry. Uh, the why and how are very important. Why it's important to do the things uh, and how it impacts the team, how it impacts the organization uh, when they're not compliant. 
this is how people learn to grow. It's actually how I learn to grow uh, to my current level of responsibilities. If you don't hold people accountable, you're you're part of the problem and you're yeah. part of their failures as well as an organization. Okay. So, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I interrupted, but I'm just saying that was good. It was so good that it got me thinking like, man, I need to write on that. That's good. But yeah, so you're part of the problem. That was good. But continue. Yeah. Yeah, part of the problem and, and part of the failures, right? So I explained to the employees during the coaching and correcting process, if if I didn't care for their job, their livelihood, or their family's well-being, uh, you know, honestly, I wouldn't take the time to coach, teach, and correct their negative behaviors to help them be better employees. I'd simply allow them to fail and replace them. And honestly, that's, that's not caring at all for anyone. No, no, no. Very good. No, that was a great answer, man. You you really got me thinking on that one. Um, yeah, if you're not holding people accountable, you're part of the problem. Um, outstanding. I love that line. Um, you know, in thinking about, you know, your tenure and, and you know, with this next question, I don't want you to really think about your current role, but, you know, complete career wise, going all the way back to that 18 year old, you know, Marine, uh, you know, new you know, hitting the boots on the ground, you know, beating your face, all that good stuff that the Marines do for no good reason whatsoever. But anyway, um, <laughs> and, and thinking and thinking through your entire career, you know, have you ever had a leader that showed you care personally that impacted or changed your direction from where you were initially headed? Yeah, yeah, another great question. And, you know, um, yeah. Taking the, the Marine Corps is a different animal. You know, the Army is a different animal, right? We have different ways of doing things in the military. There's a structure there that uh, you really don't need a whole lot of people skills. You just need rank and you do what I say or or else, right? right. <laughs> so, so, you know, coming from the military to corporate America was a, was a culture shock. Uh, but also it, it allowed me to get more insight or a different perspective on things from a leadership uh, you know perspective. So years ago when I when I made a mistake that was embarrassing for me and those above me, uh, my director pulled me aside and said, you know, hey, it, it it's okay to fail. That that's how we learn. It, it's from our mistakes. We expect people to stumble as part of the learning curve. You know, the most important thing to remember is not the stumble or the fall, but how you get back up and what you learn from it. Uh, even more important is how you handle the mistake. Did you try to lie and cover it up? Did you blame someone else or did you accept ownership and put together an action plan to, you know, prevent occurrences or reoccurrences? So, you know, that will determine how far you go in the organization. That, that's how it was explained to me. So trust, honesty, and accountability for your own actions are invaluable traits. You know, and that, that holds true for the military as well. You know, there's a whole accountability piece there that you're very well familiar with that uh, you, know, you take, take accountability for your own actions and you got to learn from them because if you don't, you can it'll cost you your life or, or the life of your comrades. So. All right. So good answer. Good answer. 
you know, for Marine. Okay, I'm gonna lay up off that. I'm just joking. All right. But but seriously though, um, I'm nosy. You already know that. So I wanna know what the mistake was that you made. Like when you said you made a mistake, like what happened? What'd you do? Tell us about it. Well, I made a lot of mistakes, so it's you know <laughs> picking picking one is it's gonna be hard. <laughs> so you don't you don't get to where you are or get to where I am by making just one mistake, right? You you make a lot of mistakes along the way, and yeah, you, you just learn from them. I, I know I, what you're doing right now. I know what you're doing. I'm, so I'm yes. You, I already know you, you. You're not trying to give me something to rub it in uh, later absolutely. on because I was absolutely going to do that. I'll just do I, that I know. I know exactly what you're up to. Yeah, and that's what I was going to do. I'm not falling for it, especially <laughs> since this will be seen by many. <laughs> All right. That's cool. All right. But on a serious note, man, I know you have some things going on yourself, um, you know, been working on uh, a show, um, you know, the job real talk, um, you know, very proud of your efforts and what you're doing there. And again, I know you have some some value that you can add to to people's lives. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, what the show is going to be about, you know, what you're trying to accomplish and the impact that you're trying to make. Oh yeah, well, well, thanks for asking, and and thanks for the opportunity to share it to your to your audience. Uh, the job real talk is just uh, it's a project I'm working on, so similar to you, right? You're working on a project to to further your passion with leadership, and I'm I'm doing the same. I've been in leadership for many many years, and I wanted to I teach actually teach leadership development for uh, American Airlines as well, so. Uh, but that's within our own organization. And when I go out into the public and I interact with uh, different members of management or even employees, something as simple as Walmart, when we were standing in line and employees were complaining about their supervisor and how they talk to them and don't respect them, I wanted to share my knowledge with a wider audience than just the American Airlines organization. So the job real talk is just a platform I I feel can can help do that. What most people don't realize is, you know, there was a study, many studies that have been done over the past 50 or 60 years. Uh, and, and they consistently show that 85% of the workforce are not happy with their jobs. That's a you lot. Think, that, that's a lot. And you think that's just here in in, in America, you think about that. That's 155 million workers, 131 million are unhappy in some aspect with their jobs. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, the job real talk is just a platform for me to be able to not only share my leadership skills, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not about me. It's about collaborating with other leaders and right. employees and getting their perspectives on things that go on in the workplace, like you know, good managers, bad managers, good employees, bad employees, you know, gossiping, the grapevine, you know, all sorts of things that we all deal with in our respective jobs because we're all human beings. So these problems transcend across industries, right? So it's it's just a platform where people can get together, collaborate, and talk about those things and share from their perspectives how they deal with it, how management views these things, and how employees view management. You know, so that's that's pretty much what the platform is going to be about. Thanks right. for letting me share that. 
Yeah, man, most definitely. You know, I'm I'm interested in, in seeing the format of the the show and you know the impact that it drives. So um, I already know you know you're extremely intellectual and you know you think through things a lot. Um, you know, and get down to the nth degree of detail. So you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, where this goes. So I have one last question for you um, before you know we wrap up this episode, but. You know me, man. You, you already know I'm a realist. And so I'm just going to throw this question out there. You know, okay. as a leader in today's environment, um, 2022, um, and all the challenges that come with it, you know, what kind of shit really pisses you off as a leader that you wish you could change? <laughs> uh, another good and crazy question, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What pisses me off? Um, you know, there's plenty of things that can piss you off on a daily basis. And I guess, you know, what pisses me off the most, more than anything else, is when someone clearly uh, has been non-compliant. Uh, there is history of it. Uh, yeah. You definitely have the proof. Um, and yet they won't accept ownership. Uh, but instead, they blame everyone else right, right. or Im implies others are doing something wrong in an effort to deflect and, you know, away from themselves and their own shortcomings. And that is so frustrating uh, to me because you, the first step in fixing any root issue is first understanding and accepting the issue itself. Right. You know, that whole ownership piece I talked to you about earlier with accountability, uh, how do you really, how do you teach that? You know, somebody has to already, you know, that has to be bred in them already. And you got a wide variety of people that come into the workforce from many different backgrounds. And I, I that just frustrates the hell, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be real about it. It pisses you off. It pisses me yeah. off. And in the Marine Corps and the Army, you can tell them that, you know, get your shit together. There you go. And yeah, and yeah. let's move on. We got a mission yeah. to accomplish, but you, yeah. you just can't do that in corporate America because, you, you know, you've been on the unemployment line, right? No, I do, I do want to challenge you on one thing you said, though. Yeah. Um, but that was a great answer. And I appreciate your uh, transparency and honesty as usual. But. You know, you mentioned that, you know, people have to come in, um, you know, with some with that accountability built in, which it makes our job easier if that's the case. You're right. It's easier um, to lead. But I'm, one, I'm thinking about me personally, um, you know, me as an early soldier, you know, um, of course, my mom and dad instilled some principles in me. But to be honest with you, those principles, some of them didn't come alive until I was 25. You know, <laughs> they said some things. But at 18, I'm like, I didn't listen to anything they said. Right. Um, and, and, you know, through the other leadership that, you know, came into my life in various forms, um, the principles that I had earlier started to form. And I'm like, OK, I get it now. I get it now. And I think as leaders, sometimes it's also important for us to help instill, you know, whether they had it or not, but, you know, instill the importance of, you know, you're talking about personal accountability, you know, mm -hmm. instilling personal accountability, um, taking ownership. And you're right. There are a lot of people that just don't do it initially, but um, there are some people that, you know, 10 years down the road, you know, they, they hear that voice of Ed Brinson in their head and they're like, you know what? 
that made that made a lot of sense what he said. I actually didn't listen back then, but that made a lot of sense. So I just wanted to challenge you on uh, on that one uh, that one piece right there. No, that that's good, and you're right. Those who are willing to grow actually do grow and develop those traits. Yeah, but it's those who are unwilling to accept your counsel. Yeah. yeah, and those are the ones that you mentioned earlier where you said, you know what, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few exactly. of those that are like, well, they're no longer employed here. I love when you said that earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, good, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, gonna go ahead and wrap this up, man. But you know, I truly appreciate you. You know, spending some time um, with the great Annette and nieces and nephews out there. You know, there are a lot of people who you know they know leadership, and you know they they've been doing it for so long. But it's always good to hear from other leaders to remind you of, you know, a couple of things that maybe you you forgot. Um, so, you know, I appreciate you instilling some wisdom. And then for the young people out there, um, you know, hopefully you guys are watching this show, um, you know, and reach out to Ed Brinson. Um, you know, we'll, we'll put his contact information up at the end of this um, where you guys can reach out, maybe ask some questions and even about, you know, the new show, um, Job Real Talk, and maybe even get a spot on his show. But, um, you know, I appreciate you adding value, uh, you know, to what I'm doing with, uh, you know, this leadership culture by Edna, sir. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Always a pleasure. Love you, man. Always a pleasure, man. Hoorah. No, man. Hoorah. <laughs> I'll see you we'll soon. Have to, we'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> and, right. Hey, get something for that coffee you got. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hello there. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's show. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the My Great Aunt Edna YouTube channel to hear from more great leaders from all around the world. And I want to thank Ed Brenton today for sharing his leadership wisdom on the show. And you can reach out to Ed directly. The information is on the screen and you can hear more about his upcoming leadership endeavors. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the My Great Aunt Edna YouTube channel to hear from more great leaders from all around the world. And also, I just want to remind you about my book coming out titled My Great Aunt Edna, The Golden Girl of Leadership. It will be coming out soon. It will be available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and wherever books are sold. And with that, I say may your week be excellent and God bless.